Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Hey guys, as you know, we are huge fans of Vanga CBD, our number one sponsor of this podcast. Vanga helps us recover quickly from our workouts, have less soreness and sleep. I love the sleep with these products. Uh, we've been taking CBD for a long time, but if you're new to it and haven't tried it, um, it can be confusing and you may not know where to start. So the good news is Vanga is now offering personalized CBD plans. All you have to do is take a simple quiz and they'll get you started. Answer a few questions and ta-da, personalized CBD recommendations. It's based on you, what CBD that you need right now to meet your goals. It's super easy to take this quiz, guys. Just check it out on their website. Go over to bengacbd.com slash quiz. And you didn't hear it from us, but there is a freebie if you check this out. Um, So check it out right now. Once again, you know, I'm talking to you guys. I've hit my sleep goal here for the past 10 days straight here. And Venga has been a great part of that. Um, It improves the REM sleep cycles. And I just think over, it's an overall amazing product. If you've got questions, reach out to them, guys. It's a great team over there. And without further ado, on to the podcast. And we are back. We are back. We've taken a couple of weeks off. Welcome to the Supercast. My name is Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker, um, the mountain running son of a gun. <laughs> kind of has a nice ring to it. Uh, it, it really does. We spent... Um, so if anybody's been following kind of my journeys and stuff and wondering what I've been doing, I just got back from Colorado kind of doing a, a getaway, probably my first vacation, like a real vacation <laughs> since yeah. like 2018 yeah. um, and seeing some mountains. Leah, how have you been doing? Um, I've been good. You know, I think, you know, I can't really speak for, for everyone and I can only kind of speak for myself and, you know, personal journeys and personal experiences, but, you know, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, and on one hand, it's good that we're getting back to things and races and races are opening again and we're able to travel more and see people. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm having trouble in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, same here. Like yeah. I, it's been one of those things, like we went so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. And then I, I talked to so many people about like the racing world that we've had. And we, we just got so caught up and go, 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 go. I didn't have kid, a kid yet. Um, mm-hmm. And for the first time, for, for a millennial like me, and you'd be considered like an elder millennial um, from many. Yeah, or old. Well, many dif- like different demographic standpoints and stuff. They would consider you an elder millennial. Right. Um, my cousin April's in the same boat. But it, I think COVID 
for the first time in our adult life, it gave us a chance to like sit still. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that's something that we have never really, I would say for me, have not had the luxury of as an adult. Definitely, I mean, I definitely not in recent years. I mean, I think we've, you know, we, we as a generation, we as a culture, it's go, 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 go. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when we look at us as athletes and the mentality of racing and training and juggling all that, and then, you know, you get married, you have kids and it's this constant juggling of, of all this stuff. And I know me personally, and in speaking to other people too, it almost feels like, you know, we, we slowed down with COVID at, excuse me, it forced us to put a lot of stuff on the back burner. And, you know, now we are ramping back up, but a lot of people don't necessarily want to go back to how things were, I think. Well, and even like new things are like, it just like, we're slowly in the mix of things turning on, turning off. Like here in Columbus, we've got, um, and I know this, we'll, we'll get to the OCR stuff, guys. We're going there. We're right, going right. to that. We're going to that world. But like, it's still just adapting. This week, we just, um, yeah. on my way back from Colorado, I had like, oh, we're going back to school. Oh, you know, things are going to be normal again. Oh, we're not masked. Never mind. All this, we're masks. Don't we're wear masked. masks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then like in my town, you know, we're, we're masking up, we're getting this all for the kids and stuff. And then all of a sudden, then I hear back from my mom who works down in Knox County, who's their their numbers are worse than us. They're like, oh, we're not masking. And it's mm-hmm. just so, I think it's just going to be these demographic, like, well, not demographic, but um, these different changes based on mm-hmm. so much local politics and so much like what's going on. Right. And and everything changes, what, everything's different no matter where you go like you and you go from one town to the next this was my first time at an airport in about two years for this Colorado oh, yeah. trip shit's getting weird in there Leah. yeah <laughs> shit's getting I've been weird traveling for a couple months now I never really fully stopped travel other than when it was like stop stop I did um but no I mean I've been traveling for some time now but you know, I mean, it's still full masks on at all times. And, you know, depending well, like, on what flight you get on, they can even be cr- like in between bites of your little peanuts. Make sure you put your mask back on. Like, yeah. it's just Well, and then like we were on the plane and like people were like, this person's not having their mask on correctly. You need to do something about that. And like mm-hmm. other people like ragging on each other. And then the snack mm-hmm. selection, Leah, we only have five <laughs> options now. Do you, were, is that the way for you? Oh. Southwest is four options. You get Coke, Diet, Water, Sprite, and you have to hold up your fingers. Yep, how yep, many yep. You but want. you had five for us, and the fifth was coffee. <laughs> oh, I didn't get coffee on my plate. I mean, I don't drink coffee, we got but coffee. I had four. We got some black coffee on ours. And then, so you had that, but then also, like, it's just, like, certain ideas, like people checking their bags. Nobody wants to check their bag anymore. Nobody wants to really bring on a bag, like, for my Southwest flights, but everybody was, like, bringing on as many carry-ons as they possibly could or hide. (laughs) And I've got like, if anybody knows me, I'm kind of a stickler for backpacks. I have really nice backpacks, guys. I'm proud of my backpacks. I have nice (laughs) backpacks. Um, So I've got a high elite, like 60 liter, really nice big backpack that fits underneath all plane seats, even like Europeans. And I, I love that thing. So I, I can have my suitcase as a carry-on. And then I can also have this backpack that holds 
tons of stuff, very well made. And it's like, oh, I was like, I feel almost guilty because I've got this big backpack. And then all of a sudden I see somebody like carrying like on a tennis racket, like gym bag <laughs> backpack uh-huh. alongside with like, that's, that's not going to fit underneath any freaking seat that's bigger than mine. I'm like, bro, what, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, ultimately as we transition, I think, you know, I think that, I think the problem is, I mean, it's just draining. It's draining to your mental health. It's draining to your energy. It's like, you know, there's just so much. And we're seeing that now with racing. Um, we're seeing, we talked, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how we're starting to see some turnover in the sport and we're seeing some newer faces and, you know, we're also seeing more and more of these, you know, post-race Monday posts talking about, you know, struggling on course and not feeling 100% and now taking a step back from racing. Um, Over the past three weeks, there's been many athletes that have now come out and said, I'm going to take a step back. Um, So we'll see, you know, it's, we'll see how that kind of plays out. I think it's going to be a really interesting next steps. And it's, I mean, even things like years ago, like it was like, we got to go to every race. We got to do this. We got to do this, 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 this. And like Abu Dhabi, like Abu Dhabi was the first time in my mind. I was like, man, I just really can't fit that in. And now I think. Yeah, I mean, like, if it was like five years ago, four years ago and Abu Dhabi. Probably consider it. Yeah, well, yeah I would. Absolutely. Now I would as well. Um, but now it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can fit that into my schedule. I've got other stuff to do. And I guess for me, it's like, well, what's the other stuff to do? And I guess my point is like, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> I can do whatever the hell I want. That's fine. Right. Um, so Fair. anyway, that's, that's kind of where I've been at. That's, yeah. I know this is a side piece from like what we normally talk about, but it's like yeah. just kind of where we're at as people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and people kind of, checked in with me this past weekend and mentioned the podcast and everything and that's taking a couple of weeks off. I'm like, you know what? We just, we just needed a break. So need a breather and that's okay. Yeah. But we're that's back fine. now. And there was a big weekend of racing. Um, uh, before that weekend in racing, Leah, I want to toot my own horn. Tell me toot away. We had the Columbus, Indiana, tough mutter. Oh yeah. That was two weeks ago. And girl, I done got on that podium. I saw that the overall podium, no less. Yeah, yeah, um, Yogi, get get your head out of your <laughs> b-hole. Uh, there is no age group in Tough Mudder. <laughs> this is true. Uh, so the Tougher Mudder is the full-length Tough Mudder, which is competitive, and they do uh, award podium mm-hmm. finishers for that one. So we had the Columbus Tough Mudder, great course, Leah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell people like to come out to it next year because rumor has it they're bringing Toughest Mudder to Indiana next year. Okay. Okay. That would actually be um, a Midwest as opposed to everywhere else they go, but that'd be good. Yep. We would actually have a Midwest one. Um, Columbus and the venue here we have is um, it's called Sarah land. It's a cool little venue here about five miles from my doorstep. Okay. Um, good time. Really pretty course. Um, I will call malarkey though. Did you hear that they're changing tough mutter next year a little bit too? What or, con- I, mean, I think all the time, but in what they're going to have a, the Columbus is going to be a 10 K. Well, like yes, I did hear that, that they are going to make okay. a 5K option, a 10K and option. And a 10K option. Right. And, and they're going to have toughest. But yeah, the, they were 
you know, they were brandishing that this race was going to be like a, a 10 mile race and stuff. And we were all right. prepped for a 10 mile race. And then we finished right around seven ish. And we're like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit short, a little short guys. Um, right. But that's, right. that's okay. We, we, we got definitely our money's worth. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. But it was a good well, time. Yeah, so I had a really was, good time. Good. So that was two weeks ago. That was the same weekend that I was down in Nashville. Um, we had that, that was, leg of the Spartan race national series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not yeah. going to spend too much time on that because I think no. enough other people have hashed over that, but what was your takeaway from Asheville, Leah? Um, it was kind of a kick in the dick for me, honestly. Big um, old dick kick. <laughs> to... Um, and I think it was from what I can gather that way for most people. Um, sure. And I think you know, having two national first... series races back to back like that, that's just, yeah. And uh, Ashland was my first time back um, on the course um, in actual mud and, you know, real OCR in almost sure. a year and a half now. So it was definitely a wake up call. Um, you know, I struggled on things that I never struggled on before. So, you know, it just kind of put things into perspective of where I'm at with things. But that was two weekends ago. And then this past weekend was a big weekend, um, kind of all over a little bit, a little bit everywhere. Um, we had the third installment of the battle of the lions, the lion battler. So we've already had grip and strength this time we had endurance, um, and some just badass obstacles coming from Sid. Each Wild and every race stuff. they put on. Yeah, each and every race they put on, they kind of introduce another big new obstacle. Um, dare I speculate? Um, we all know Sid's involvement with OCRWC. So it would not shock me if it comes out later that this was kind of like a t- testing ground for some of these new ideas. It would surprise um, one bit. No, but this past race, he introduced a version of Legaf that we saw in, uh, was it North World Championships? When did we see Legaf? We originally saw Legaf at the OCRWC Mm -hmm. in Canada from the Northman race, which was um, Marco's. um, Marco and Claude's piece that, that they had. Yep. So they built a version of Legaf. The original Legaf that we saw at World Championships was just the, swinging pole kind of things um Mm -hmm. sid added some ropes before and after and some transitions um and it it looked like it worked out really well um it looked really good they also had the inverted um yes inverted valkyrie uh, inverted valkyrie i thought that what did you think of that um i thought it was cool looking uh traditional valkyrie is an apex of monkey rings where you climb up and then down so this time they inverted it and had you go down and then up um so i thought it was a, a cool twi- a cool twist on on it um something very easy to modify and i would venture to bet money that that's going to be at world championships i would think so as well um, but in the it end kinda, it's, i like how it like involves that low rig aspect where you've got to yeah, keep that core absolutely. tight Agree for sure. And it's something, you know, we've, we've already proven the concept of Valkyrie. So this is just kind of like a 2.0 version of it. So I think it's well, and here's, a revolution. Here's my two cents. We've seen things like that before. Like what? Like, like going down and up. Um, you think back to Mud, Guts and Glory. 
um, they that's had those true. monkey bars that did that. That's true. They did. Um, they did. And wow. now don't get me wrong. It, it throws back to when they had the battle frog there. Once again, we're going, we're going deep in the archives, guys. Yeah. Here. 20, but what, the last, 16 yeah, when we had the, the last, last one in Cincinnati? The last battle frog was held at Mud, Guts, and Glory, and they didn't yep. fill up the water. Yeah. And yep. they your said... You can't use your feet. And I was one of the few people that got through it really quick. At that point, I was in third place at Battle Frog. Just uh, just pat myself on the back there. That's where I was at. Um, the year was 2016. It was a different time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, was, but that really changes it. And when you have rings like that where you can't use your feet on a ring yeah. like that, it, it's a really different ball game. Yeah. Um, it looked like I, it was good. It looked like it was well-received. People, people had a good time out there, it looks like. Agreed. Um, Agreed. so podium for, for bottle was first place again, men's Van Tran crushing the series out there, Joseph Garcia, and then Evan Purpurus and third. And then for women, again, no surprise, Amy Magic Pagic, um, Aaliyah Emus, and then Deborah Buford. So pretty expected names up there. Um, anytime you're going to have something that's obstacle, heavy, technical focus, um, it's going to be a fight between Amy and Aaliyah. I would bet every time. You know, um, Evan was here at Columbus Tough Mudder yep. the weekend before and doing the um, the Infinite Hero. Or what yeah, is it? yeah, their newest version, kind of like a hurricane. Kind of like an Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw Evan like starting to walk up. I'm like, ah, I don't have to run today. Perfect. Evan's here. This is, <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> and he's like, nah, man, now nah, you got to run. I ain't run. Well, damn it. <laughs> too funny well yeah so then he he had a good weekend it looks like and then um out in washington with shugle um we had the spartan sprint um not part of a series so it was a smaller field um men we had grayson kilgore josh fry and then benny gifford with his first ever, yeah, first ever elite podium for Spartan, he said. Um, and then for women, uh, Rose Wetzel, Alyssa Hawley, and Lauren Griffith. You know, good to see I you out Rose. there, Alyssa. Yep. You yeah, love Rose? Back. I love I Rose. I was happy to see Alyssa out. Rose, yep. is, Rose is good. She's She just keeps going. Yeah, oh, for sure. Swinging. She's just crushing yeah. it. She's a good guy. Um, up in Pennsylvania, we had a savage race again, another smaller field, not not very many. But your uh, boy Aaron Newell showed up. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Newell, it was his first savage ever and first time back after double knee surgery, I think he posted or ankle surgery. That's, that is correct. Ankle, ankle or knee. I'm not sure. I don't know. He had surgery. He's back. He took second. Good job to him. <laughs> um <laughs> And then lastly, where I was up in Last Holiday Hills outside of Chicago, our good friends, um, Highlander Assault. Okay, so before we get talking about Highlander, mm -hmm. before we go there, first of all, I had so many people that messed me. Oh, I'll see you at Highlander this week. And, oh, I'll see you at oh, Highlander this week. Let me just tell like, you the number of times that people were like, where the hell's Jacob at? I'm like, mm, he's in Colorado. You were missed, buddy. You were missed. <laughs> I know I was missed. I first of all, I want to let everybody know I love you all. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I needed a reset. I've had right. a year. I needed a reset. Um, and that's on me. Um, 
that's well that's that's just me that's that's part of me um and that's fine um Absolutely. also i'm dealing with a lot of also i've been dealing with a lot of like work stuff on the side uh-huh. that like oh my gosh if if my, my closer friends know like i've been working on this big project for about four years and they're like oh you might be going to travel this weekend of like are we doing it or not and oh, i don't know maybe 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 like if we're doing it it's like in two weeks Ooh, uh, we don't know we don't know we don't know so i still don't know if i'm traveling for this thing right and i'm like i'm pulling my hair out and i'm like okay i just need to get away for a weekend right. but what a weekend to get away because let me tell you leah i haven't had fomo that hard on a race yeah it was it was great we we held the fort down and it was just a great day um oh my stars we had a new that DJ. looked great Yep, we had a new DJ kicking it up and um, DJ Shav, um, and that was awesome. And then as far as the course goes, so this year's course, hands down, inarguably the best course of the uh, that they've ever had. They had a lot more land at their disposal, a lot new, um, a lot of new trails that were used. The crossing was like how long on the water? It was pretty long. It was. It was not. I mean, it was. It was long, but there was, it was just fun. There was a lot of new wide open um, trails to run that didn't- So you're not just running the motocross part? No, no, they barely, barely used the motocross at all. Um, That's wild. There's so much land there. Yeah. We had some new obstacles, including a enormous rope climb, like 18 foot rope climb, um, a new Cerulean Traverse. The Highlander hoist, um, a lot of new, just fun obstacles out on the course. Um, and then of course the debut obstacle um from race ready obstacles. Yeah, from race ready obstacles right there in the festival, the final finishing obstacle, tilt to kilt. I'm gonna go on the record and say I've discussed this with Chad before in the team there at Highlander. Always my issue was the finish line was not climactic enough and it was kind of off to the side where you couldn't really see it from the festival um so they rerouted it this year the finish line was right by the start line um and it was just awesome and this 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 marquee obstacle tilt the kilt so if anybody has not seen it yet i encourage you to go to highlander assaults instagram page they have several videos of, have of it. Tag. A lot of people are posting it, but um, basically the premise of the obstacle was a swinging trapeze bar onto a ladder monkey bar that had like five rungs on it, but it had a pivot point in the middle. So when you swung from the trapeze to the ladder, it was on an incline, but as you climbed up the ladder, it then tipped down into a decline. And then when it dropped to the bottom, you then had to get your momentum going and do a big monkey reach swing to the next suspended ladder that was already poised at a decline at an incline for you. You climbed up that incline where it dropped parallel and then ring, ring bell. Um, It was challenging enough that there were a lot of failures um, and repeats, but it was doable enough that it was a huge just 
people cheering for each other. There was no backed up line. It wasn't an impossible thing. People were getting through it. Um, there were four lanes available and it was just really cool to watch. So a few, few pieces on tilt to kill. First of all, any local race like that, that has a unique obstacle in a, in a very intense area like that four lanes minimum period. Mm, agree. Like that's, that's always a great starting point to, I compare this to Kraken, Leah. In some ways, but it's better. I uh, agreed. I agreed. I think I think Kraken's way harder. Yes. Oh. Um, but I think that. So, in my opinion, if I'm sitting there at the finish line and I'm like cheering people on at that obstacle in the start line and like cheering people on, getting people amped up, people are coming over and watching it just like they did at Kraken at front line. Um, there's going to be more people in the festival area if there's nobody on that obstacle that'll just jump on and do it. Oh, for sure. People were playing on it, like mm -hmm. always people on it playing and trying it. There were kids trying it. Racing it across it with their girlfriends. Oh, we were trying to do stupid human tricks. We could go one way and turn around and go the other way. Like it was just a really fun obstacle. It's just, it's getting a lot more hands on it and a lot more maneuvering. And it's, I, I, I thought it was just a genius obstacle, especially, I mean, it, it's fun, but it's also competitive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So definite major props and kudos to uh, Aaron, Aaron over Sabia. there. Ready to put this together. And um, even just talking with him during and after the race, this is obviously just the starting point and he's already, okay, well, this is how I'm going to modify it for next time. And um so it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. And the cool thing too about Highlander now is that they have permission to set up permanent obstacles. So we're oh going to be gosh. bigger, better, permanent structures that are We're staying. looking at a Hubie Crushman scenario here. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And before we continue on about anything else, how mm -hmm. is the rig there? Because not many people are talking about the rig. So normally the Highlander rig has been a thing of controversy and like maybe a little too hard here, a little too easy here. It was pretty um, difficult. It was. I it saw was, twirly birds on there or twisty beards or. Yeah, it was a very tough. I mean, it truly was a very tough rig. Um, there was a lot of people that failed there. Um, a lot of bands were lost at the rig, but people's excitement was kind of overshadowing it on the tilt to kilt. Um, the rig was a series of six or seven holds, all various grips. Uh, we had a T-bar, a twirly bird, uh, nunchucks, a cannonball. It was just, you know, it was a difficult combination of rig, of rig apparatuses ending in two nunchucks. So you it was difficult. I won't say you couldn't because some people did these flying squirrel monkey leaps to avoid the nunchucks, but sure. um, the, the, the idea was not to. So. so, so, but it was a good day. There was a little bit of, <laughs> of drama in the, in the elite field. Um, when the men's field took off running um, they got to, so the course is an eight mile course, but they offer a King Arthur version, which is 26.2. So the King the Arthur has three laps of the eight, but along each of the laps, there's an extra little 0. 0.7 
bless you. There's an extra little 0.7 King Arthur loop that you do when you're doing the King Arthur so that your total sum adds up to 26.2. But everybody else just does the eight. So we had a bit of a snafu when the elite men took off and they reached that uh, intersection. And um, the volunteer that was there was confused and sent the top three men from the elite field onto the King Arthur loop. You just get him a nice little treat, just a little bonus treat. So it was very (laughs) realized and corrected so that when number four came through, they were not diverted. However, the top three men were still diverted onto this extra loop and had to do an extra 0.7 miles. Um, so that was a little bit of a, of an issue. Long day um, at the office. <laughs> long. Um, fortunately for those men, um, who are clearly badasses, um, they. Robbie end- is a tank. Um, Robbie is a nut. <laughs> yeah. Two of the three ended up retaining their first and second spots, um, So it was Jordan, Robbie, and Mike that were diverted. And Jordan Jordan and Mike were able to hold and make up that ground and did an extra almost mile than the other competitors. Um, However, Robbie was passed last minute by John Caluzzi. um, And so the end result was that they shared a co third place. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So it ended up working out very well. I think, um, you know, things happen. Um, the volunteer shouldn't necessarily be crucified, but I mean, come on, but so the end result for, for Highlander, um, for the men, we had Jordan Buscemi, of course, defending his title in first place. Mike Ferguson in second, Robbie Gingrich and John Caluzzi sharing third place. It makes me so happy to see Fergie coming out. I've missed Fergie. He crushed it. And then on the women's side, we had redemption for Krista Kubelowicz, who struggled at um, Dark Ages and the last time. the rig. Yep, on the rig. And she came through and this time. And then Aaron Myers and Kate Bridge with the rounding up. And there we have it. And there we have it. And that was the weekend. That was quite the weekend. Yeah. Lots um, of race stuff going on. And um, this lights coming, are on. Everybody's home. Yeah. This coming weekend, we've got tougher mudder, right? No. Toughest. Yeah. Tougher, toughest mudder tough. in Chicagoland, Rockford, Illinois. Um, toughest. Better. Yep. If I had a beer for every time somebody asked me, Jacob, are you going to Toughest Motor this weekend? And I'm like, no, man, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't. I'm uh, I'm going to be celebrating my 35th birthday. There you go. There you go. Um, Any big. Uh, it's actually also our town's bicentennial. OK, so I'm going to probably donk around downtown and eat a bratwurst and just kind of okay. watch the fireworks. Sounds good to me. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all we've really got. Other than that, there is one other thing that happened this weekend, Leah. There has been some drama that P- 
people are like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. That's been going around for two years. And it was one of our first episodes that we had where people were talking about a product, Leah. Yep. One of our favorite products, as a matter of fact. I, I enjoy CBD oil. Leah, do you enjoy CBD oil? I'm a huge fan of CBD oil. Um, specifically, our keynote sponsor, Vanga CBD, um, which we have been very loyal users of and big, and big fan. Also, also, Leah, did you see the hat? I did see the hat. The Brosecker inspired. <laughs> they they now have a Jake. So I it there's a certain amount of these hats that I made. So I want to tell the story real quick on the podcast about this. So I, I've always liked the guys from Venga. They're really really pretty. You, they think about like these CBD companies and like, oh, you know, they're making bank, they're going crazy and stuff. And then like you meet the guys that are doing it out of like their house. Right. right. And it's not like manufacturing, like huge multimillion dollar organization here. Exactly. And everybody thought like when I was starting, starting a lot of the stuff with the videos and bro CR and stuff like, oh, you're doing this full time. No, <laughs> no, this is a passion project, guys. Right. Um, but so anyway, when they when we started doing stuff with Vanga, they had, like we said, two products. <laughs> you could get the gel yep. or you could get the balm. And um, now they've got a variety of products. Yep. And yep. I was like, well, this is really cool, but I, I don't have anything that says, like, really, I'm Team Vanga. Right. They didn't and have any, like, any like shirts that. or anything. So I made these hats um, mm-hmm. that were like, literally, I just bought Yupon snapbacks and was like painting the logo all haggardly on it and people loved them mm-hmm. they, they, they thought it was cool. really like i can't tell you how many people i had message me like hey can i get can i get one of them vanga hats hey like what does it take for me to get one of them vanga hats i'll just make you one right, because that's right. kind of the kind of person that i am um and then if i see you it makes it easier and i don't have to ship it so <laughs> um but anyway now they have a Bosecker inspired, embroidered, not yeah. haggardly painted on their embroidered Vanga hat. Gosh, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. on top of that, though, Miss Amelia Boone yep. now has signed up and is a, jo- as a pro athlete for Vanga. Yep, she did join Vanga. Um, ORM posted about it yesterday um, and the world blew up. Um, not necessarily over the fact that Amelia joined Vanga, but it, it sparked another conversation about CBD. And anytime you really get into a conversation about CBD, you're going to have two sides of, of the, of the gamut. And there's some people that swear by it, that love it, that, you know, believe in it. And then you have a camp of people that, that don't, oh. and it, that either think it doesn't work for them or are too turned off by the notion of it being marijuana. Um, and, you know, so of course, as typical keyboard warriors go, drama ensued over in ORM land. Um, they like their drama. They do, they do. Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff has been deleted though. So I went back this morning and a lot of the comments are gone. Um, bottom line is y'all, if you're, if you're an athlete, if you're competing, especially at the pro level, bottom line, know what you put in your body and do your research. Um, there's a lot out there. 
um, our friends at Vanga have released tons and tons of informational material. Even if you don't want to use their products, even if you um, don't want to use their information, go educate yourself yeah. somewhere else. There's lots of information, but here's the thing, guys, you're going to have to do something really hard and that's learn. You're going to have to read. It's going to be, it might, you might have to, you might have to learn something. You might yeah. have to. Um, it here's the other thing that bothers me. It's like, oh, you know, people are fighting over CBD sponsorships now and people are getting this. This has been going on for like over two years. Right. <laughs> like, this is nothing this, new. This, this is, is nothing new. We've got a couple of big players in the game and they each have their market and, and that's it. But, you know, without belaboring the point, you know, as an athlete, you're subject to testing at any point. You you're are. subject to answering whatever you take at any point. Just know what you're taking, know what you're using. And if you believe in it, great. And if you don't, then don't. Well, and know the ramifications for it. Right. Right. Like, okay. So I did not know CBN was um, what a band. I knew CBD was approved, but I did not know CBN is what a band. Now, CBN is part of like the new Vanga sleep stuff. Right, right. Um, and I, I love it. I, it took me a while to get used to the CBN stuff because, it, right. and they've partnered it with melatonin in there. Right, and once right. again, knowing what I'm taking, knowing that I have CBD, knowing that I have CBN, knowing that I'm taking melatonin, all things I need to, to right. be cognizant about. Um, but then also the CBN has a half-life of about two days. Right, so it right. gets through your system really quick. Right, um, and it's that and all that but again just know what you're doing yeah if, if you're going to be wada tested right right because you know like people care so much about wada test i they were right there with the pea sticks with me when i finished tough mutter here in columbus indiana and took third they were really on me oh my goodness bullshit no they handed me a beard kit and they said good luck there which okay I, I i want to go on the record here for tough mutter no money okay. Got uh -huh. a beard kit, got a $10 Everyman Jack <laughs> gift certificate. Okay. So we're all sitting there like, oh, cool. We got a hat. We got a, we got a beard kit. And then as soon as we were done, I even got my daughter on the podium, which I've been waiting to do for quite a while. That was really exciting. Right. And as soon as we're done, they're like, okay, well, let's have a beard competition and give away a free race. And like me and the other three guys are like, motherfucker. <laughs> $150 giveaway. We get a beard kit and some oil. Yeah, little, little, little skimpy there, Tough Mudder. Uh, yeah, why don't you give us a free race, biatches? <laughs> Bring us back next year. Well, that was that. That's this weekend. One more thing, our community kudos. Do, 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 do. Who you got? Who I got? Chad yeah. Rife. Chad yeah. Rife. Um, you're doing good stuff. Don't quit going. Um, I know the numbers were a little down from Highlander this past weekend. Not, yeah, I they mean, weren't as 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 we had seen in the past and what we had hoped. And you know, I think a big part of it is just kind of conflicting stuff. A lot of people said that they didn't want to come because they had toughest mutter coming. They got week. toughest mutter next weekend. They had Columbus tough mutter. They've had Asheville. They've had you know tough mutter here or there. They've had a savage race the other weekend. Um, you know, million back to back things. Agreed. That did not stop you from putting on a A plus level race from a local thing and still innovating with something like tilt a kilt and starting to head towards like permanent obstacle. Good for you guys. You know, good, good on you. That I 
I see that work. It ain't easy. You guys are doing really good out there. Congratulations on another great event. I cannot wait to see what you guys do in 2022. Leah, who you got? I've got, also related to Highlander Assault, I've got Jordan Buscemi. Um, The Italian love train. Beast, 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 beast. This man, um, I mean, not only is he like balancing, he just opened up his own company with his wife. He's got three beautiful children, um, still training, killing it. He's not, he's never been one of those guys that, shows off all the stuff he's done. Um, now, don't get me wrong. He is as flashy of a bro as a bro can be. Um, but he came out, and like I said earlier, he was one of the three men that were diverted onto an extra loop. So he ended up doing almost a full mile more and still maintained and secured by a hefty margin first place with like a pace ending up being sub six minutes for a full OCR, like crushed it. So big kudos to him. Yep. Jordan, I love you, boo. (laughs) That's all I got. That's all I got. There you Um, go. So I guess that's really all we've got for this week. I think that that does it. Um, Other than me just missing out. Leah, so, okay, random side piece. Tell me. The cabin I was staying at this past Uh weekend, it was a member of the Swiss ski team. Oh. That he had sold it to a friend of mine, um, Chad Spring. We had a blast out there. Um, Okay. But his name was Hansi. (laughs) Yeah. So we were at Hansi's cabin. And there's many Uh jokes I can make about Hansi's cabin. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you got to to restart yourself. Um, you know, we had fun out in, in Chicago and looking forward to our next events. Absolutely. As always, if you've got a review, you want to throw it out here for the supercast weekly, go ahead, do it. Um, you know, like us, subscribe to us, um, tell your friends, yell about local events, get involved in the community. Um, hit me up and high five me. Let's, let's talk stuff. Um, as always, if there's something you want to see on here, hit us up here. We're always happy to bring people yep. on. Um, oh, bonus community kudos. Uh. Mark Battress. I, I see you, boo. We were oh, going to pull yeah. Mark on two weeks ago to talk about Asheville, but um, I just want to go ahead and mention his name, guys. If you are unfamiliar with what happened there, and some people do, some people don't, some, some of our listeners might not know. The dudes, like flights are insane right now, constantly being canceled, things running around. Mark jumped on his flight, got back, drove out to Asheville, got like four hours of sleep, still took podium. Mark, wow, just wow. That's all I got. Good for you, bro. There you go. Um, anyway, that's all we've got this for this week. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's all I got, that's guys. It. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosek, and we'll see you guys out there on the course. Take care, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks.
Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.